Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for joining our radio show today. We're excited to talk to you about, well, new happenings going on in northern Nevada when it comes to real estate and kind of what's trending, too, across the country. A little bit later on the show, we're going to be talking with John Graham. John is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. He's going to give us an update as to what's happening in the local market. But we're also going to be talking, too, about the possibility of a change in the mortgage interest deductions uh, abilities that we have as Americans when we buy primary residence. If that changes, you may well see some changes in opportunities to buy homes, availability of homes, and even the price of homes. We'll talk with John Graham later in the show. And joining us too today on the radio show is the Wealth Protection Diva. That's Sherry Hill. She's the CEO and president of Sage International. Sherry is an expert when it comes to helping people incorporate their businesses. But honestly, some people don't even know when they need to incorporate their businesses. I'm talking about real estate and investors. Yes, many people are considering turning their primary residence into a rental property or perhaps turn it into some sort of investment property in one other form or two, but they may well not have it structured properly or maybe they don't have the plan right in place. And that can prevent tremendous problems down the road because issues come up when you have investment property. Sherry Hill will be joining us. We'll have her and we'll also have John Graham from the Association of Realtors and more after this break. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, your host, and we are in our 12th year of these fantastic broadcasts. Nevada Real Estate Radio, 12 years in a row. Every week, we help people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. It used to seem pretty easy to me to buy and sell real estate. You just put a note or two on a piece of paper, have your buyer or seller sign, and away you go. But life has gotten complicated, much more complicated in the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And it's not that easy anymore. You have to have experts on your side. That's what we help you with. We bring the experts here to our studio. And today is no different. I have a great expert in the studio. One of my favorite people in the world, Sherry Hill from Sage International. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you, Peter. What a lovely compliment. Well, you deserve a lovely compliment because I know you're helping people every single day. I mean, you have a lot of traffic coming in and out of your office. I'm surprised there isn't a stoplight out there in the hallway. Yeah, no kidding. And the phone. And the phone, too, yes. People are always looking to get that guidance and advice. And let's face it, the Internet is great in the sense that you can find out a lot of generalities about almost anything you want to know. But when it comes time to be specific and time to deal with somebody that really cares, I mean, face-to-face or ear-to-ear, that's the best way. And you're on the phone, it seems like, when you're not in your office talking with somebody face-to-face. People want that personal service. It's an important part of what you do, I'm sure. Absolutely. And it's wonderful. I get to talk to people from all over the country, sometimes all over the world. And with the economy obviously doing great right now, and a lot of people are back into the real estate game, so forming a lot of entities and helping people really be creative when it comes to real estate investing. Yeah. So we're seeming uh, to speak to more and more sellers nowadays because uh, that's where a lot of the investment opportunity is, is when you sell your property. Because if you're selling your property in today's environment, 
there's a good chance you're making a profit. You're getting some equity out of that property. And although you may be looking at using that equity to buy a bigger house or maybe another house, uh, the chances are you're going to have some leftover cash. You have a, the ability to really invest that money in a smart way. And I know, Sherry, that more and more people are looking at the home that they're selling and saying, what is the maximum way of getting benefit out of this? Is it just selling it, taking the profit and putting it in the bank? Or is it maybe even turning it into investment money that I could use to buy other property? Or even what about keeping the property as investment property? Let's talk about what it takes to turn it in a primary residence that you're looking to sell or you're looking to turn into investment property. How could that work? Well, it's pretty easy. You move out. Okay. And then you go find a tenant, right? So yeah, I mean, a lot of that can happen. Obviously, a lot of the people I deal with are real estate investors seeing a lot of the multifamily, so people buying duplexes or multi-units, they're living in one of them, they rent out the rest, and obviously some point they're going to move out of that last piece as they collect more rent. This obviously doesn't work for a lot of people. They're gonna sell their home, they're gonna go buy another home, they're moving out of state, they're doing whatever. So it, you know, oftentimes, depending on where you're gonna relocate, you're gonna have more equity than you need to buy that next piece of property in another state. So there's also the ability to carry back a note, be the, be the bank for the new buyer. Lots of ways that you can take your existing real estate that was your primary residence and now convert it into investment real estate. So I was talking recently with a lovely couple, Sherry, and they're in the time of their lives where they've had the big house, they've uh, done the yard work, they raised the kids, and now they're just a couple living in a big, big house, and they have the opportunity to downsize. But the challenge in northern Nevada, especially in Reno, is if you're looking to sell your big home and downsize to a smaller home, I mean, the competition is brutal for people looking for a three-bedroom, two-bath home because there's so much demand for that. Some couples, this one in particular, have decided uh, they'd like to maybe do some traveling. They have an RV, and they're probably going to spend a good time, a good part of their year away from northern Nevada. They still have have a home here now so the thought is maybe we can just sell it take the cash bank it and we'll use it to live while we're moving around however what are the other opportunities could they actually turn that into a rental property quickly and you know to start getting some cash flow if they do that what are the processes what do they have to do well like I said they move out and they find a tenant of course you want to make sure that you do it right so if you're not going to be around, you probably want to look to hiring a property management company that's going to vet the tenants, make sure that the maintenance is getting done and you're, you know, collecting the rent so that while you're out motoring around, you're still getting paid. So, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to be a landlord and rightly so. However, there are opportunities for people to convert that primary residence into an investment property. The other way is when you talk about the, the downsizing, there are other methods to, you know, after a certain period of time, when it becomes an investment property that you could then 1031 it into, um, you know, some different methods that we use so that you don't end up with real estate on the other side. So lots of strategy. It just depends on what it is that you're looking to do, what's your goal, how soon. And believe me, we, we have answers. <laughs>
This couple that I'm talking about, Sherry, they would like to get away from northern Nevada for a while while it's cold in the winter. So they are looking at getting to rent her into their property. In previous shows, you and I have talked about the importance of incorporating your real estate investment business to give you protections uh, as a landlord, as an owner of investment property. If somebody is just starting out and it's the first time they did this, they're they're going to rent out their home now because they're going to be on their RV. Do they have to do it that fast or should they wait till they have one or two more investment properties? I say right away. I mean, it's it's all about asset protection. So if this is a new stream of income and you have people that you're not related to, and sometimes more important, even if you are related to them, to get that asset into an entity so that it is separate from you and the rest of your wealth. And that's why we do it. And Nevada is fabulous. We have great asset protection laws. And people say, well, you know, I have insurance. Well, insurance doesn't protect you against everything. And so it makes sense if you get one investment property, the likelihood that you would end up with one or two more is more likely than not. Mm-hmm. And I have heard of situations, Sherry, where somebody has a rental property. If you know the renters have a party and they invite a variety of friends, there's a slip and fall. Uh, somebody claims that something wasn't, let's say, constructed properly or arranged properly. I mean, look, we all want to avoid lawsuits, right? And if, even if you are in a lawsuit, you want to make sure you have the best advantage of winning your lawsuit if you do have something like that happen. Or it might even be just something frivolous. I mean, there are so many people in the world, it seems like, Sherry, that are looking for opportunities to take advantage of others just because they have the legal system to use as one of their ammunition sources. So I'd say protection is the key. And when you talk about asset protection, I mean, what could be a bigger asset than your primary residence that is going to turn into investment property? That's huge money. Well, it is huge money. Also, you have to consider that you know, now that you're a landlord, you're, there's a whole other body of law that you are required to follow. And so once you become a real estate investor, your team needs to expand as far as a good real estate attorney, as far as someone like me, who can set up the LLC, be your registered agent, a good tax professional, so that you really do it right, right from the start. And, you know, that's when people just don't know what they don't know, that's when you get in trouble. I know there's other options for people that want to downsize, turn their investment, their primary residence rather, into investment property. But we have to take a break. So we have more coming up with Sherry Hill from Sage International on Nevada Real Estate Radio. And then again, later on the show, John Graham, president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, will be joining us via telephone with the update from the number one organization when it comes to real estate in Northern Nevada, the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. That and more after this. Business owners, if you're a one or two man shop, you're out in the field most of the time and your cell phone is your office phone, then you have a communications gap and a competitive disadvantage. I'm Joe Berardi, president of DSX Voice. We provide businesses in Northern Nevada enterprise class telephone service with a small business price tag and our service is designed especially for you. DSX Voice eliminates your communications gap by augmenting your cell phone with office-type capabilities like auto attendant, intelligent routing, music on hold, call forwarding, voicemail in your email, and much, much more. So you come across as more professional and you won't miss an opportunity because you're busy. 
DSX Voice is business telephone service reinvented for the Internet age. Powerful, affordable, with unlimited potential. Find out what's possible for your business. Call us today at 624-9424. That's 624-9424. There is risk in owning investment real estate and a lot of misinformation out there about it. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, has been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Sherry knows there's a thousand ways you can invest in real estate, but if you don't have the right strategy or the best entity, LLC, Series LLC, C-Corp, or S-Corp, in place, it's a lot harder to become a successful real estate investor. Call Sage International Incorporated, 775-786-5515, to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. I'm enjoying my conversation today with an outstanding guest in the studio. I love this woman, Sherry Hill. Sherry is the president and CEO of Sage International. I hope you're enjoying being on our show today, Sherry. Absolutely. It's when I get to put on my wealth protection diva hat. Yes, you do. And you get to put it on for my some of my favorite people in the world. Those are real estate buyers, sellers, and real estate investors. And we were talking in the first segment about the importance of structuring your entity, your business properly, if you are owning investment property. And even if it's your very first investment property, let's say you moved out of your primary residence and you're going to rent it out to your nephew or your niece or a brother or a cousin, it doesn't really matter, does it? You need to be structured like a business. Absolutely. Well, if you want to take advantage of asset protection as well as, in the future, tax benefits, then you need to treat it like a business because it is a business. So I work with thousands and thousands of real estate investors all across the country. There's a lot of great strategy, a lot of ways to skin this cat. And people get in this thought process that the only thing they can do is buy and hold or flip real estate. And I know about, you know, another 200 ways to do it, so. <laughs> and, you know, it's, Sherry, I think about the reason, the reason that people are buying or selling real estate from an investment perspective. And that is this. I believe people do it because they want to have a secure future. You know, there's a lot of questions about retirement and retirement accounts. And are we going to have enough Social Security left for our golden years? And are we making the right kind of plans? I think so many people rely just on a savings account or a 401k or, God forbid, just Social Security for their golden years. And we all know it takes a lot more than that. You know, Social Security is just a part of what can support you in those later years of life. When you have investment property, I mean, it's almost like having a, could I say it, a cash cow? A, a source of income that continues to come in? Absolutely, but it, get, it can get even better than that, depending on your retirement account. Could be self-directed IRAs, could be your health savings account, could be your education savings account. There are ways to invest in real estate through those accounts so that you build your retirement tax-free. Yes. And it's phenomenal, and it's another tool in the toolbox 
And so for people who are in life, are working, 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 waiting for their retirement or social security, they really don't have an investor's mindset. What encourages me is I'm dealing with a lot of young people right now who are very excited. They're tapping into the opportunities out there. They're thinking about real estate investing in a whole bunch of different ways than the traditional, let me buy a house, let me rent it to a tenant. Yeah, yeah. Well, so let's talk about some, what some of those other options are. So let's say that the same couple I'm talking about that's you know, up in years, they don't have the big family anymore. They don't need the big house. They want to travel across the country in a, an RV that they have parked out back already. Um, so they're thinking, yeah, let's turn it into investment property and we'll just get some consistent income, you know, from our renters. But what if they need some cash to get started in their retirement journey? Let's say they need uh, 50000 or 100000 I mean, are they going to be forced to sell the house or get a second mortgage? How do they get that cash? and still hang on to that house to keep it as rental property. Is a private note one of those options? Private note, yes, of course, a private note. So this thing can carry back a certain percentage of the uh, sales price. And you know, as long as the buyer comes in with their own mortgage, uh, maybe that's a first and the seller can carry back some of it. Uh, and cash out a little bit as well. The good news about notes is, you know, if you do a 10-year, 15, 30-year note, there's an, an entire market out there for buying discounted notes. So if you need to cash out your note in five years or seven years, there are people that want to buy the rest of those payments. Yes, a little bit out of a discount, but who cares, you know? You, you're gonna hang on to it for 30 years, so. You know, some people, they get emotionally attached to their possessions. I'm one of those people, Sherry, and I struggle when I have to sell something um, or, or think about selling something because, you know, I work so hard to get it. And I would imagine the same thing is true with homeowners. You know, you've raised your family in this home, you've lived in it for 30 years, and now the thought of just selling it and saying goodbye and letting it go, it can be kind of tough, but if you could turn that home, like I say, into investment property, it would be a, a way to keep this property. It could actually turn into a legacy property and it would continue to earn cash flow for your, your uh, retirement into the golden years. Um, I think this is a, 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 a new trend that I think we're going to see in the future because let's face it, there's a lot of money tied up in real estate now and as values are going up, I mean, it's just multiplying. Well, there's a lot of people that would like to own a home that can't qualify for traditional financing. So it's a great way to help your community, help people that, yes, they're working. Maybe they had a hit on credit, you know, a few years ago, whether medical or whatever, and they have the capacity to make the monthly payment. So you essentially become the bank. And it's just, you know, good opportunity all the way around. Of course, you need to understand that uh, level of note investing and how that works. Uh, it's a great way to be a passive real estate investor, right? Because you're not actively managing the property anymore. You're just carrying the paper on it. Some people, when they come to the point, Sherry, that they decide, let's say, that they want to sell a home directly to a party, have a private note on it maybe, and they really don't know how to structure that stuff, uh, at least to fully protect them. Is that something that you can assist people with? Structuring their note? No. Well, how would somebody get that done? How would somebody 
if they don't know this, would they Google it, search it, or what would be a recommendation? Actually, I know people. You know So people. I personally would not structure the note, but of course, in my network of brilliant colleagues, I have people, this is what they do for a living. So they structure notes, they service notes, they buy notes, they discount notes. And so, yes, I have a whole team of people that can help in that regard. And for the benefit of our listeners, I'd like people to know that Sherry Hill has been in business a long time. This is not something new for you, Sherry. Give our listeners a little bit about your background if they haven't known about you previously. Well, Sage International, my company, uh, is going to be celebrating its 25th year in business next year. So I've been doing this a long time, have worked with literally thousands and thousands and thousands of real estate investors over the years, have learned a tremendous amount from some of the top investor gurus in the nation and continue to learn every day because of the creativity that shows up anytime you're investing in real estate there's always different ways to problem solve or ways that you have to look at it or the types of real estate that you want to invest in or the method and so i'm constantly learning and it's just a lot of fun but my toolbox keeps expanding. I have always found too, Sherry, that if you make an investment in anything, you have to keep your eye on it. Otherwise, it can go sideways. It can go away. It can get lost. It can get abused. It can get lost. And sometimes people think that real estate is maybe too hard to keep an eye on as opposed to putting the money in a savings account or putting the money in the stock market. I mean, you could lose it all there too. But how is it that with real estate that you could keep an eye on your real estate holdings and you could make sure that it's properly managed, maintained without having to do it yourself. Again, I, I talk about my couple that wants to get in an RV and enjoy most of their year across the country. How would they rest assured that it's being taken care of? Well, you know, barring a tornado that moves the mailbox into the next county, real estate never moves, right? So the good news is a lot of the investing if the deal goes sideways or, or there's a problem, you typically end up with the real estate back, right? So you haven't really lost anything. However, there's an entire industry of great property managers and other folks that can really make sure that your investment is protected. And, you know, it's just, it's, don't go into it without really understanding, you know, what are the rules, what are the risks, what's the upside, what's the downside, so you can make an informed decision. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it's about. Once you're in the game of real estate, it, and you know, you have, to, you have to stay in it, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, at some point, you're gonna pay taxes on it and all of that. And so it really is important that you have a vision for the future and know how long you wanna be in this game. Sounds like real estate is a lot like livestock in a way. Mm -hmm. You've got to tend to it. You've got to take care of it. You've got to feed it. And if you do that right, you can get great benefits by owning real estate. And Sherry, we're going we're to talk with you more on our radio show. But in case anybody needs to tune away for a little bit and they want to get a hold of you, what is the best way to reach you at Sage International? 775-786-5515. Offer a free 30-minute consultation figure out what you're doing, where you are, and if we can help. Very good. I'll put all your contact information on our website, too. Make it easy for people to find you. And hey, look at that. I see the light flashing on the phone. That's John Graham. John is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Sherry, are you ready to talk to him after this quick break? I am. All right. We'll be back with John Graham and more after this. Business owners, take your phone system to a whole new level with no stress, no headaches, and no big investment. 
I'm Joe Berardi, president of DSX Voice. With our cloud-based service, you have no expensive equipment to buy, and you get unlimited extensions, unlimited calling, and more than 50 enterprise-class features. Unlike the other guys, we're a turnkey solution. We take care of absolutely everything so you don't have to. We provide free on-site installation and user training and free local service and support. For a limited time, you can get started with DSX Voice for just $99 with up to six desk phones and your first month's service. DSX Voice is business telephone service reinvented for the Internet age. Find out what's possible for your business. Call us today for a free, no-obligation, on-site demo and get started for just $99. Call 624-9424. That's 624-9424. Sage International Incorporated is proud to be celebrating 23 years in business. We believe if you know the way, you must light it for others. Owning a business can be hard, demanding, and even bizarre. At Sage International, our passion centers on education, which is based on our own experiences of building a company from scratch, along with the insights gained from the thousands of clients we have served. If you are a business owner, real estate investor, professional or entrepreneur and not sure how to properly structure your business and personal assets to safely grow, protect, and leverage your hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and estate taxes, then call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. And joining us via telephone is John Graham. John is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Peter. How are you? I'm doing great. With me in the studio, too, is Sherry Hill. Sherry is the CEO, the president of Sage International. Hi, Peter. Hi, John. Hi, Sherry. John, as the president of the Association of Realtors, you are very busy in your work as the president and as a realtor in Northern Nevada. I recently had a chance to go to the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors website and saw the playback of your October market report. Very interesting that you're doing that. I'm sure that uh, you're getting good feedback from the fact that you keep your members so apprised of what's going on on a monthly basis. Yeah, that's working out real well. And if, uh, another way to get a look at that report, Peter, is on YouTube. And it's at the uh, RSAR site on YouTube. So you can you can get to it off of our uh, Reno Sparks Association of Realtors uh, website, or you can also get to it off of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors website on YouTube. Yep, you're all over the place there. One of the things that I love about our radio shows is that we can direct people to great sites like that and great information, John. But we're also liking the fact that we can talk to people midstream. So I know you're working on your November report coming up pretty soon. Well, I've been uh, worked, started working on that the first of the week, and uh, we've pretty much got, got our numbers uh, wrapped up, and we'll be uh, coming out with another video probably uh, Monday, whatever Monday coming up is, okay. the, uh, the 12th, 12th or 13th, something like that. So I've got those numbers that I can share as well as the uh, numbers that are in the in the October report. You know, our, our October report is really September data. Our November report is really October data. So even though we we title it November. November is not over, so uh, we we use uh, we use the prior month's data. I've noticed, John, that it's typical home price, median home prices are coming down as we approach the fall season uh, and the winter. And I know that that's typical because there's less activity, let's say. But is that really what's happening this year as well? Do you think, or is there, are there other forces that are driving the price to to soften up a little bit? 
absolutely, Peter. Excellent observation. We've had a median price decline for the last three consecutive months. And if we go back through historical data, that's really not unusual. And, and uh, everybody likes to come up with a cute phrase to uh, describe what's happening. Uh, we refer to it as seasonal cooling. Seasonal cooling, yes, we're experiencing that here physically <laughs> as well mm -hmm. as emotionally. I mean, when it comes to buying houses, most people are in tune to do that in the spring, in the summer, when the weather's nice and people can see the homes. But I'm of the point, John, and I've always said this, fall and winter is a great time if you can find the home. You can make a great deal because I would think people selling in the wintertime really, really want to sell. And buyers that are out and about, they really, really want to buy. I mean, I would think the intensity level of seriousness would be higher. Is that a fair assessment? I think that's a very fair assessment. Uh, it's a good time to be on the market as a seller. There's less competition. We've had those three consecutive months of declining list. So uh, you're coming to market, your competition is less, and the people who are out there in the marketplace on the buy side, the buyers, they are motivated. They, right. you know, they, 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 in some cases, maybe lost out on that, that spring, summer, early fall rush, and now they're, they're committed to, uh, you know, to getting themselves in a new home. Yeah, it's very nice. Sherry and I were talking a little bit before our interview today about another element that I saw on your website, John, and that was an interview that you had with an economist. His name is Elliot Eisenberg. He was talking with you on your interview about interest deductibility on a primary residence. It looks like that might be in jeopardy. And Sherry, what do you think? That could cause some, well, it could cause people to make, make different kinds of decisions when they're buying homes, wouldn't you think? Well, it would because, you know, part of the incentive of owning a home is being able to have that mortgage interest deduction. And so if you take that away, then, you know, what, I'm, I'm just like anybody renting at that point, I guess, you know, so. Well, the, I think what Elliot was talking about in the interview was raising the threshold for deductibility, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of to $200,000 or more. But the, the net of his, of his uh, message to me that I got, John, was that it could actually have an impact on the pricing of homes if mortgage interest deductibility is reduced or or more limited. What is your thought on that? Well, I think that's I think that's a definite possibility, Peter. I mean, right now the uh, tax reform leg legislation that was unveiled in, by the House on November second, we are really opposed to. We think it's a threat to homeowners, and uh, additionally, I think uh, as you indicated, uh, homeowners could lose uh, lose some equity, and we're saying possibly up to about a ten percent drop in value. Value. So as far as as far as what the legislation that's on the table today is, it caps the interest mortgage deduction at five hundred thousand dollars for new mortgage, and uh, you know, and that's that's down from a million dollars. People with uh, up to a million dollars will be grandfathered in, but a new buyer who comes in won't won't be able to deduct interest up to you know, up to a million, only, only to 500,000. So, uh, you know, that, that's a, that's a, that's a concern on the high end of the market. And, you know, the, the, all of this bill really, we think is going to put uh, tax incentives beyond the reach of maybe about 90% of American families, you know, in terms of deductibility. So uh, we're, we're, uh, we're seriously opposed and, and working right now on a campaign to communicate this message out through, uh, you know, through media, newspaper, et cetera, et cetera. I think more people need to know about this, John, because it seems like big business, commercial entities, they have lobbyists and groups that, that you know, that 
that rally for their own benefit in that level of real estate. But the homeowner, the first-time home buyer, somebody that's look, just looking to get started, I mean, who else do they have uh, besides the Association of Realtors? You guys are really focused on helping the single-family homeowner, are you not? Well, we, we absolutely are. We're actually the only organization around that really focuses on homeowners' rights. And, you know, this issue isn't, isn't a, you know, I don't want to sound political. It's not a Republican issue or a Democrat issue. I mean, this is a homeowner issue. And some of the other things, uh, you know, that are, that are proposed in that bill, some of them are, are more impact than other states, but, you know, elimination of state and local tax deductions, uh, you know, ele- elimination of mortgage interest deduction for second homes and elimination of deductions for moving expenses. Sherry, as you know, from your wealth planning, I mean, a lot of those things can be, uh, you know, could, could be major items for people. Absolutely. And some of the other things they were proposing as well, you know, it's kind of deteriorates, you know, the reason, you know, oftentimes I say a huge part of the incentive going into business or owning investment real estate or owning a home is that you get some kind of a balance for, gee, you know, I put my heart and soul and all my money into this endeavor or this asset. And when you start to take away the incentive, then why not just be a sole proprietor? Why not just be a renter? That's, you know, it's it's an excellent point. And uh, we we sure as heck, uh, you know, collectively don't want to see it come to that. So, you know, we're as a National Association of Realtors very much opposed to the bill in its current form. The uh, National Association of New Home Builders are very much opposed to this, you know, as well, uh, because we think it we think it has a lot of impact, uh, you know, on on uh, on new buyers and and on sellers as well. They changed some of the limits in terms of uh, or they adjusted the times that you had to live in a property it used to be two out of five years. Uh, this bill proposes five out of eight years. Well, that can have a that can have a serious impact on on you know move up home buyers. Right. Oh yeah, it could be tremendous. John, Sherry, and I were talking too about uh, you know the the growth of Northern Nevada and there's talk of more building going on. I was looking in one of the publications recently and saw that there's a proposal by a building group to build thousands of homes in South Reno in uh, what is known to be a floodplain. Um, Do you think that something like that is really going to come in fruition or is Northern Nevada, Reno, Sparks going to find another area, another way to build enough homes for the demand that's here? Well, every, everybody is looking. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the buildable area, you know, has, has already been spoken for, you know, by other developers and other builders. So people keep reaching out to, you know, potentially less and less desirable things. Uh, the floodplain thing, uh, we could do a whole show on that <laughs> in terms of in, in, ter- in terms of the issues there. But uh, we're seeing a lot of builders that are stepping up to the plate and, and announcing projects and starting to bring, bring projects to the market, I get real excited about it. But what I have to pitch myself and say, John, you know, a lot of these aren't going to be coming to fruition for the next maybe two to five years. So it's, it's great that they're working on them. It's great that they're getting started on them. But in terms of having any sort of significant impact on our uh, inventory issues right now, it, it's going to be minimal. And then the uh, other uh, overriding uh, factor is uh, most of the properties that are being being built or being built at market rate. And that means there are very few properties that are going to be coming to market, uh, single family homes under the 400,000 range. Yeah. So as far as the affordability factor for um, the people looking to buy new homes, that's still going to be a challenge, Sherry. You were talking about all the jobs coming in. 
Well, not only that, but a lot of these properties, you know, they're moving into what we call the mixed use, right? So they're they're not just building homes, they're building restaurants, or it seems like people are still building retail, which we know that, you know, when the economy changes or shifts, these are not high paying jobs to work in a restaurant or work behind a counter in a retail. And so part of your, you know, what you're saying is these homes are going to come in at, you know, probably minimum 400,000 and above. Well, if I'm making minimum wage, which is still down around eight bucks, you know, who's going to own these homes? Who's going to wait here five years to own a home that they already can't afford? That's a that's an excellent question. I mean, uh, I think uh, my opinion, not Reno Sparks Association of Realtors' opinion, but my opinion is if we can't get the affordable housing issue better addressed, we stand in the potential of basically shutting down all of the good work that's been taking place to get companies to relocate to this area because people will look at it if they're bringing a company in and saying, hey, I have no place for my workforce, you know, that I can put them. And I think that's going to be an on, an ongoing challenge. And, and right now I see it as continuing to become more severe. You know, John, I remember we had a lot of challenges and we talked about a lot of challenges back in Oh, 2006, 7, 8, 9, you know, when the market was way at the other end of the scale. So I guess there's always challenges, no matter where you are on the curve, but the key is to have great knowledge, great education, and great guidance. And I appreciate you having you as the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors and having you available for us to talk about these important things because we do promote home ownership and taking advantage of the opportunities in America when you're a homeowner, when you're an investment uh, a specialist when you invest in real estate. And we're going to have more conversation about that. But, you know, as always, our time is short. I'm hoping you can come into the studio sometime soon and give us more of your information and guidance. would love to do that, Peter. And uh, I'll just close with saying, always remember the best source of information about uh, real estate in the Reno Sparks area is, is your local realtor. It absolutely is, John. I appreciate the work that you do. All right, John, look forward to catching up and I'll just say it. Happy holidays. Thanks, you. Thanks to you and Peter, Sherry. Have, have a great one. Thanks, John. Have a great day. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. 
Business owners need a new phone system but dreading the hassle and the headaches? I'm Joe Berardi, president of DSX Voice. We make upgrading to a state-of-the-art phone service easy and affordable. With our cloud-based service, you have no expensive equipment to buy, and unlike the other guys, we're a turnkey solution. We take care of absolutely everything so you don't have to. We provide free on-site installation and user training, unlimited extensions, unlimited calling, and more than 50 enterprise-class features with free local service and support. For a limited time, you can get started with DSX Voice for just $99 with up to six desk phones and your first month service. DSX Voice is business telephone service reinvented for the Internet age. Find out what's possible for your business. Call us today for a free, no-obligation, on-site demo and get started for just $99. Call 624-9424. That's 624-9424. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. You picked a good day to tune into our show today. It's the fall of 2017, and although things might look like they're slowing down a little bit in real estate, trust me, it is going to be a hot market when we round the corner into the new year because the economy is only going in the right direction. It's going up. More and more people are finding northern Nevada to be an attractive place to relocate, especially if you're coming in from out of state and you're looking for high-tech opportunities. Sherry Hill is with us today. Sherry is the president and CEO of Stage International. Sherry, are you seeing more high-tech opportunities and, and activity in northern Nevada yourself? Absolutely. From a business perspective, there is great opportunity, and people who jump on those opportunities are going to be farther ahead than those that are still thinking about it as a dream. And so, yes, there's, you know, anytime industry moves in, there's all the service providers that are necessary to support the new families or the new companies or new organizations showing up. So our conversation with John Graham that we just had a few minutes ago was awesome. And I'm hopeful that John will come visit us in person before too long. But, you know, he was talking about what's going on here in northern Nevada and his great website at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors where you can get a lot of information. But we just happened to get his report today that he hasn't even hit the website yet. And the key thing to know in northern Nevada is that home prices, yeah, they're going up. The median home price is $363,250. That's a 15% increase from just one year ago. I mean, it was back in 2012, Sherry, when we hit the bottom of the market in northern Nevada. Could you ever have imagined that in one year the home prices go could go up by 15%? No, and you know, that's one of the things that we have to be careful about in our community is these prices. I mean, I saw this happen where I grew up. I grew up in wine country, Marin County, Sonoma County, and of course people would come in and they'd pay cash and, you know, way overinflate the real estate because they needed housing and they didn't care. And so they'd buy a $300,000 home, they plunk down a million dollars. Well, guess what that does, right? Same kind of thing happening. We're having these bidding wars. And so the prices, yes, while they are going up because the demand is so great and the inventory is so low, are we overinflating the actual value of these homes? And that's kind of my concern 
because what does that affect? That affects your property taxes and things like that. Mm -hmm. So if the same house sells for $200,000 more, then we have a problem because now what is your house worth? Well, of course, it's always worth what the market is bearing. And if the market is bearing a, an inflated price, that is the new price. That is the new norm. Makes it tough for first-time home buyers, especially. Right. Well, now you become a renter, a most rent people. And that's not easy either. Rent right, prices are going up rent by crazy. Right, because prices are high too. So I like the idea that your home has four wheels and you roll away into the sunset and enjoy the rest of your life, right? But for, not everybody can do that. And so, yes, we're in a we're in a very strange market right now that kind of is holding people captive because mm -hmm. it is hard to find places to rent, places to buy, places to invest. You know, more and more people are looking at the smaller outlying communities from the metros of northern Nevada, like they are probably in southern Nevada, too, to get better values. It's a hundred and twenty thousand dollars difference for effectively the same type and size of home by just driving, what, 25 to 30 miles away. That probably is a big factor that people are considering now when they're looking to spend a big chunk of money on a new home. You have to weigh that against commute, schools, activities, you know, all those things. And so while it sounds great, if you're a first time home buyer, yes, you want to live in a new community. However, you know, we've got to be seriously looking at what's actually going on and new developments and things like that, which aren't going to happen for quite some time. You, move, you <laughs> moved here from California many years ago. And uh, like people moving into northern Nevada now from California, uh, did you see a substantial difference in the prices of homes at that time? Yeah. So growing up again in wine country, the median price of a home, this is, would have been back in the 80s when I could have afforded a home. You know, they were about $350,000 then. I moved to Nevada, Red Rock, bought six and a half acres, three bedroom, two bath house and paid $134,000 for it. Less than half. Yeah. Does that house half. exist anymore here? No, well, it doesn't. But I bet that you're probably still about double in pr when you compare the prices people, people would be leaving from the Bay Area or from wine country coming to Reno now. So it's a great value, it looks like, to the people coming from outside areas like California, but to the people here locally, wow, I mean, how do you keep up with that? How do you make it when you've got that kind of competition? So looking for opportunities in the real estate world are harder than ever before. But like I've said on our program many times, Sherry, what you need are experts on your side to help you accomplish those goals. It takes months to find a great home to buy. I know from talking to many lenders and realtors, and people that are actually buying the homes. It doesn't happen overnight. You've got to put your mind to it. It's like starting a venture, like starting a business. And that's why I love talking with you because I don't think enough people look at home ownership as a business. It is like running a small business. Well, sure, but you know, personal residence, other than your budgeting and you know, cash flow, but definitely in the investment world, it is a business. And I see far too many people that don't understand that concept and they pretty much lose it all because they get sued or they're a negative cash flow 
or they're overextended and it just becomes a problem. So today, I mean, you know, I keep saying people that want to be real estate investors, they have to look even sometimes beyond their own community. I mean, again, I work with people from all over the country. They're not all investing in their backyard. You know, more and more people, Sherry, are doing home-based businesses nowadays. And many of the things that people do, they can actually do through the digital systems right out of their home. Uh, people that used to own a home and make a house payment, plus would have rent at their business and drive to their business every day and, and run their business. I mean, there's an opportunity, I would imagine, to consolidate the two, run your business out of your home. Could that be another good way of actually getting your primary residence turned into investment property because you're using it to run your business? Absolutely. And through the Great Recession, I converted a lot of people who used to be an employee, now became the consultant or the tele commuter. And so, yes, the home-based business is still hugely advantageous as far as tax or taxes go. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are moving into that arena where, you know, through smart planning, they can turn a portion of their home into a home-based business deduction. You know, one of the things that I'm doing, Sherry, that I've shared with our listeners and I've shared with my friends and family members, of course, you're a big part of it, is I'm now a beekeeper at my home. And I'm thinking down the road, I might even make a little bit of money on my honey that my bees are producing. And I never really intended on starting a business with this hobby, but you know, it could actually turn into something like that. If I do that, and I know you're not a tax expert, you're not a CPA, and I'm not either, but from what we know, do you think there's a possibility that I could turn this honey and beekeeping business into a real business and, and maybe claim part of my, my residence as uh, operating a business so I could get some more benefit that way. Absolutely, as long as it's not a hobby. So in what differentiates a hobby from a business is intent for profit. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, in the beekeeping world, as in a lot of other home-based businesses, if you have intent for profit. So if you are actively producing the honey, you're buying the supplies, you're showing up at the farmer's markets, or you're selling it online, or you're you know, doing it in a way that's not just you know, a couple of bucks from the neighbor, then definitely it is a home-based business. And certainly the commercial beekeepers out there, they're running full-time businesses. So. Yeah, so again, that, and if they're doing that out of their primary residence, they're putting the two together. Lots of creative ways to make a profit, lots of creative ways to get positive things coming out of your efforts in owning primary residence. And you never know, it could turn into a substantial business. Sherry, our time always runs way too fast, but I'm pleased to let our listeners know that the Sherry Hill Radio Show runs right after Nevada Real Estate Radio. And you've got a great show coming up today. Why don't you let our listeners know what you'll be talking about? Absolutely. I had a great conversation with Kimberly Ray, who is the founder of It's Your Money, Inc., and we were talking about the language of business and what does that mean for business owners who understand it, but more important, those that don't. I'd like to thank my listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter Padilla, your host. If you have any questions for us, send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Tell your friends and family, too. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.